time for the percolator. All right. Hey, Marcus, you like Flaming Groovies? I don't know what that is. It's a band. Oh, I don't know. They had that song, Shake That Action. Shake that action oh. as a band. No. It's considered one of the greatest rock now and that roll I know it. Yes, songs no. of all time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, do you like movies? Yes, I do. This is Zebras in America podcast. What episode is this? 57. Damn, this is the Heinz episode. We're just going to talk about ketchup. You had some ketchup earlier. You had my Costco ketchup. Yo, that shit was so big. How big was it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, you made it whoa by saying whoa. I know, I do that a lot. You got to stop doing that. Black Rob. That's what I was referencing. Oh, I thought you were trying to like pause me out or something. No, 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 no. We're past that. We're past that, my eh. friend. I don't know. Yeah. Past that, like some some people are past their prime. That's wow. I was gonna say Black Rob, and it's uh, like you knew I was gonna say that. That's that's fucked up. I'm sorry, man. So if this episode is bad, blame it on the cha 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 Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, the hood Chinese spot. You said it. Yes. We <laughs> okay. It is. I guarantee you if I say hood Chinese, you're like, Scott, you can't say hood Chinese. Hood Chinese, hood Chinese, hood Chinese. Candyman, Candyman. I'm not going to say it the third time because I'm, I'm literally kind of afraid that dude's going to show up Yeah. and be like, Chicago. And instead of uh, bees, so generous, those chickens come out of his mouth. Little piece of you're going to make me chicken. throw up. <laughs> it's going to be a very visceral episode. Like a David Cronenberg movie. Yeah, sure. Oh, I sound like Dennis Miller. Oh, I'm like a David Cronenberg film, because he's the king of references. Or Dennis Miller's like, oh, when I was in that movie, The Net. Yeah. About he's the, the inter- king of... The king of being in the movie, The Net. The king of balls, but anyway. Yeah, you got... Yeah, you're the king of balls, Dennis Miller. Yeah. Let's start beef with Dennis Miller. Okay. He, he'll reference us to death. Cool. Ooh. Speaking of beef, like, I was on vacation this weekend, and, like, I realized, like, most of my friends don't listen to this podcast. What's up with unsupportive friends? Do you know how many, like, web series and blogs, and podcasts, concerts, movies, Patreons, uh, Kickstarters, GoFundMes, Indiegogos, whatever? Just like, hey, can I get some money for some crack? I've done for my friends, and they're like, oh, I've never listened to your podcast. I don't like movies. Yeah. <clears throat> I think. Like, do you think I liked your indie rock music? Oh, that's messed up. But I, I hear you. I, Look, the difference is I supported it. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I'm I'm kind of eased up on it because since 2010, <clears throat> long before it was anything, not that it's anything now, but when I had Pinland Empire, especially like over the years, I make a point to try to write about certain movies. I go to Toronto. I go to New York Film Festival. I get screeners from Tribeca. I do all these things, and I'll write. And there's nothing hurts more than like my childhood friends. They go like, "Hey, Marcus, did you ever see this movie that you wrote about two years ago on your site at length?" Two, three thousand words that you shared on multiple social media platforms that you told us about. Hey, yeah. Marcus, whenever you go to Toronto, you tweet, you give us a daily update. But then a few weeks later, I'm going to say, hey, Marcus, you know that movie you texted us about Toronto? You should write about that on your site. And it's like, I did. And I'm like, oh. So it's one of those things where, like, now, by the time we started this, I'm used to it. So it's shout out a- to my friend Corey, who never showed up to. Uh... So for those listening, some of you are in the know. Uh, my my buddy Kevin Marr does this show called Kevin Geeks Out. And the I last, was, I was yeah, there. Scott was there. The last Kevin Geeks Out show, one of my oldest, best friends in the world literally lives across the street from uh, the movie theater where we presented it, and he didn't even show up. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not so going like, to hey. shout out my childhood friend, who not childhood friend, adulthood friend, who yeah, teenage friend, teenage friend who told me that that like they don't like my podcast, but that happened. So yeah. I want to shout out to like all all the Dugs and the Carlos and all the other weirdos. The Pure Cinema podcast guys, they're really awesome. They always shout us out. You, you they are listeners. Yeah, all those people who I've never met in life or or like have met like in weird situations, like Carlo, yeah. who listen to <clears throat> listen to our podcast and support. Yeah, you know, hi Doug, hi Carly, whatever, all you guys. Definitely Carly, Jacob, Jacob, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not even... Buontello. Yeah. You know, Tristan. Everybody. Tristan. Yeah, Tristan. D.F. Bartlam. <laughs> Bradley Cornish. <laughs> of course. All of our guests. Yeah. M. Tume, Shaka, Faria Royzen. All of them. Everybody. The other Bradley. Bradley Mine. Yeah. Our, our Canadian friend. Brad Pitt. No. Huge he ruined listener. 12 Years a Slave. I don't want nothing to do with him. A lot of Two things. scenes and he ruined that movie. There's a lot of problems <laughs> with 12 Years a Slave. All right, Armand White. Whatever, dude. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. No. I'm not going to get kicked out of the Critics Award circle for disliking that movie because one, I'm not in the Critics Award. That's what ha- actually now I remember. I said I said I'm sort of like a film critic, and one of my friends like laughed at me. Damn. Over the weekend, and I was like, "All right, cool. Well, oh, it's like that. Yeah, we're on iTunes, Google Play. We're we're official. Yeah, we we've, we've had award winning filmmakers on our show. I know. We got other people lined up. Yeah, I was I was a little hurt. I was like, "Cool, well, you know, no one listens to your music anymore." Fair enough. Um, I do now because we're we're now we're going here. I have to like feel like I need to shout out my girlfriend because like she went and this is in a good way. Like she reads my site and gives me like pointers on like you'll notice there's some changes on Pinland Empire from like the color, the background, the font, everything. Like that's all her, and that that means to have a significant other. They're not. Just like, oh, I don't like the layout. It's like, oh, I really like what you said. Oh, I like when you compared yeah. that movie to that movie. Like, so- like Sasha's been on the on the show more than once. Yes, yeah, she has. You know? Yes. Uh, She's the Jim Norton. I know that's like the reference I always go to, but I, I can't help it. Isn't Jim Norton really into transsexual porn stars? I don't know. Uh-huh. Yes. But I wasn't thinking. Of, I was just thinking of the whole, like, he's one. he's like my favorite third mic on radio. My favorite, yeah. Anyways, so let's talk about. Oh, movies. you like Howard Stern, though. I do like Howard Stern. No, I was just gonna the third mic, the maid. I like to call, I like to call Robin Corbett the maid. That's me. The views expressed aren't expressed by uh, Scott Thurow. Yeah, the white <laughs> guy doesn't say that shit. I didn't say that. Oh yeah, yeah, extra. Yeah, just so you Come know, on. extra. Sorry, <laughs> threw you a hot potato there. You you threw me a Scott potato. Like chill, man. Just throw it on the ground, Robin. I'm... Clean it up. Stop, dude. Dude, Come I don't on. look. I'm not sure how many listeners of ours are soy babies, but we don't want to get them too we riled up. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. a weird. It's a weird time. <coughs> it is. Do you want to hear all the movies I saw this weekend? Yes. Technically, since Thursday. Mm-hmm. Cake eaters. A hundred girls. A hundred women. Winter passing. Splinterheads. Cirque. Uh, cherry. Walk to remember. Glitter. Bring it on. The vicious kind. Upgrade. Anti porno. That's a that's an eclectic list. I respect that list a lot. My list is First Reformed, Fear X, which almost shouldn't count because obviously I watch that movie a lot. What am I forgetting? I watched something else. Oh, vice versa. Judge Reinhold, Fred Savage classic. The best of all the father son switch movies from the eighties. Um yeah, those are the only three things I watched this past week. But you also saw um, recently 
Personal Problems. Oh, shit. Sorry, four movies. Personal Problems. I saw the hell out of that. So I saw Personal Problems. Yes. I told you how much I like Personal Problems. It's yes. Incredible family epic. Yes, it is. Definitely epic. It's like the black the black um, mumblecore Downton Abbey of the 80s. Or I like to call it like the dogma film that broke a couple of dogma rules before dogma was invented. It Dogma 79. Dogma 95. The movie was made in 79. I thought it was early 80s. I thought it was 79. Oh. Probably, I mean, it looks late 70s. But, um... That was the joke. was 70, <coughs> the year, not 95. I know, no, I get it now. I know saying. Dog Me yeah. 95 came out in 95. Dog Me. We've talked about Dog Me on the, on the show. I know. Dog there, Me. There are 111 Dog Me films. They oh. still make them. No, I know. I know. But with personal problems, there's just so many... So, after I saw it, I texted both the UN and two men. I was like, yo... This one character in particular is literally my uncle Nathaniel, rest in peace, the the, the musician boyfriend. And just and in and Tume replied back with something else I was literally getting ready to say when he was just like the scene of the three friends just sitting around eating lunch, like just like gossiping and talking shit. He's just like, Yo, that's my mom. And I was like, That's what I was about to say. That's my mom and my aunts, like talking and the extra connection too is the two, you know, main characters of the movie, the wife her roots are in South Carolina, and the husband is from New York City, just like my parents. My mom's from South Carolina, my dad's from New York City. They met and all that stuff. They were a little happier than, much happier than the couple in this movie. But still, it's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is about a dysfunctional family who get together around the death of a patriarch. Yes. Spoilers. Eh, it's fine. I mean, look... <clears throat> What's amazing about this film, and there's many things that are amazing about this film, it's a it's a it's a it's a eleven star out of ten film. Yeah, absolutely. And so, w- the story of the film is not really that as important as how the story is told. So even though spoilers, the father figure doesn't die till almost the end of the movie. That's when you realize that that's what the movie is about. It's about mourning and loss and family and and New York City in the early eighties. I guess like they were trying to make like a soap opera sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's a soap opera made by a weirdo, and I say it in the main, yes. in the best way. Absolutely. Like so, I like it when weirdos try to make normal art, quote unquote normal art, because because they can't shake because the they weirdness. can't they can't. Yeah. Just how like Prince was trying so hard to be <coughs> James Brown, and it just. He could, it just became Prince. John Cassavetes thought he was like an Elia Kazan, like straight up and down, like true American filmmaker. And he was, but like he literally didn't get it when it was just like, Your why don't Americans like my yeah. movies? I don't understand. It's just, they're American. These are standard. And, and I, I love that. I respect that. And he still managed, in his weirdness, he's considered a great and, and you know... Touched mainstream recognition occasionally on, on, on his own terms, which yeah, I mean, is kind of what, what I like. Like, you know? he was so popular that Sidney Lumet remade one of his movies, Gloria. Sure. Gloria, G-L-O-R-I. Nice. I, I don't know. I really like Sidney Lumet's remake of Gloria. I, I like Sidney Lumet. That's okay. as far as I can go. Okay, Rob. I just, I can't. <laughs> no, I like Sydney Lumet on my own. You can call me Marcus. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so tell me. So yeah, let's talk a little more about um personal problems. Yeah, let's even. Okay. Also, 
So I guess you did break down. I mean, there's other. It's a long movie. It's three hours long, and there's yeah. there's there's an intermission. And as I said before, legitimately half of the people at Metrograph left. That happened. At, so I saw the Museum of the Moving Image, and that happened too. Because well, the way it's and you're all down, racists. It uh, it does look like the movie's over. That's true. The way that like there's no. It's just like personal problems, and I remember. But I knew that it was three hours, so I knew that it wasn't over. So that happened to me. So people started clapping, and I was like, oh, I understand. It's good. Clap. But I feel like people are clapping, and they're about to leave. I don't think they get it. But it's like credits kind of roll instead of like, hey, take a break. So people left, too, which is fine. It's just less people in the theater, so that's fine with me. And ultimately... This whole rollout, so those for those who don't know who, and who don't live in New York City or who are paying attention, Personal Problems has been doing the rounds. It's been playing at a couple of New York City repertory theaters. And always what that means is they're just prepping for like, well, now I guess it would be a Blu-ray, but they're going to probably do a Blu-ray DVD release because that's usually what happens when these movies play at, at like all the different theaters. They're just, you know, getting ready for for home ownership, which is good because I this might be the first movie <clears throat> that I purchased since... Uh, 2014, the last DVD I bought was Jodorowsky's Dune. That's not true. What? What are you talking about? You kick-started Hal Hartley's last two Kickstarters. No, 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 but I only... Oh, damn, we're going to put me on the spot. I only donated up to the level where you get the soundtracks. Oh. Because I already own those movies on DVD. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That was a good save. That was a good... No, you did kick-start those things. I did. Shit, you have to remind me... I have to donate to his latest Kickstart because I haven't. So I'm donate saying, to Hardest so Kickstart. so if you if you listen to our podcast and you don't know how Hartley is, you that's okay. That's okay because no, we're not going to judge people for their their stuff. But Hal Hartley is an incredible American director who I only really found out about through having a podcast, and he has he's he has he's he kickstarted his Henry trilogy last year for blu-rays and like new new subtitles and shit and it was awesome mm-hmm. and now he's he's making a tril he's doing a box set of his long island trilogy first his first three films which are all great. Which, which are my favorite of his so far i haven't seen all of his movies but um and i'm not really into buying things to keep so i'm i'm i may just i may just kickstart for the soundtracks but the movies Good. dude what is it it was it uh, the unbelievable, undeniable truth, <clears throat> unbelievable truth, unbelievable truth, uh, tr- trust, trust, and simple men, simple men, classic films. I, in my opinion, five stars each. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Five out of five. That is yes. And rest in peace, Adrian, Adrian Shelley. Shelley, who is incredible in. Oh man, I love those movies. Yeah, Trust is really, really creeping up to be one of my favorite movies of all That's time. That's awesome. Anyone listening, if you just uh, <clears throat> go to Pill and Empire, search Trust or Hal Hartley, or just search you'll find a a really good piece that john cribs wrote on trust for pillin empire years ago like back in 2014 but it's uh john cribs john bribs what up john bribs why ain't on your show yet all right well let's take that we got plans let's take that off but anyway (laughs) uh have you seen cake eaters what's that again that's um (sighs) kristen stewart is young kristen stewart she has a disease Jesse L. Martin, isn't it? No, I just know the cover. Like I know what you're talking. It's Bruce one of those Dern, Laura Dern's father. No, I, I know. Isn't yeah. it? <clears throat> I know. I know. It's I know a very it slice of life early aughts film. Yeah. With pre-Twilight Kirsten Stewart. Sure. 
Pre Olivier Sayes, Kristen Stewart. She's that's my favorite Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of Kristen Stewart. I think she always got a bad, uh, unfair shake, as far as like famous people go. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not crying for famous people. But right. I was always like, oh, y'all are y'all are always attacking her, and I was just like, whatever. She just like looks nervous all the time. Yeah, Adventureland was pretty good. Yeah, Adventureland. Yeah, that was a good movie. Adventureland was great. Slice of Life. Undertow was good. She's not. She's in it, but she doesn't really say much. But Undertow's still a good movie that she happens to be in. It's better. I mean, Twilight sucked. I don't have an opinion on those. I, I saw do. some of them, but it ain't no Harry Potter. I've only I only saw the first Harry Potter. Whatever, dude. Sorry. I just was like, I just, um, uh, it's, it's no secret. I've been going through a bit of a hard time. So I've just been trying to like watch movies from like eras that make me feel good. And it turns out like the mid two thousands, the mid aughts Mm -hmm. have like this weird feel good nature for me. Like I could have watched June bug. I could have watched, uh, thumb sucker. I could have watched, um, uh, what's that movie? Um, with uh, Ellen Page, where she kills the the rapist. Oh yeah, um, I hate Goldfrapp. Um, uh, hard candy. Hard candy. Oh, like all the the like, the the Todd Solons. Uh, no. Mo- yes, yes, yes. No. no. From the from the posters no. to the color schemes no. and all, to the subject no. matter. Nope. No. Little children. No. All that stuff. I is, hate that movie. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm adding is- it in. No, no, I'm talking about my experience. But, but I don't like no, Todd Salons. That's fine. I don't like the movie Little Children. No, I wasn't trying to tell I'm you talking... that you like Todd Salons. I'm just saying it's it's heavily, so much so, I, I, I can't not... Junebug is its own movie, man. That's no. a great aughts movie. Squid and the Whale, the... Landlord, The Tenants. The Tenants. The Roommates, the Snoop Dogg movie. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, oh that, 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 yeah, Dylan McDermott. Yeah, yeah what's yeah, that yeah. movie called? Oh, tenements, something like the that. Tenets. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna no. look it up. While well, why you? So the very the very first bump I ever got on Twitter was from famous indie producer Ted Hope, who produced a lot of Hal Hartley's early movies. I wrote a thing on how, from just so many angles, Todd Solons is one of the more influential film American indie filmmakers. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, and so I remember like I didn't. That's back when I didn't know Twitter. The so tenants. I didn't do, yeah. And I didn't do my settings, so I was like, why is my phone blowing up and buzzing? And I was like, oh, Ted Hope retweeted me. And then, you know, Ted Hope retweets you, that could get a lot of stuff. And I took that, people, a lot of people said nice comments about like, oh, now that you mention it, it does make sense. It's like, you know, Todd Salons goes back to getting, you know, Henry or Harry Close, whoever the animator is, to do his posters, and then suddenly everyone's doing it, or just like... Yeah, but also like 40-year-old version, Lord of War... The Anchorman, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's a yeah. lot of movies I like from the from the two thousands, man. Yeah. I no. I don't disagree. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with Zathura. you. Zathura? Kirsten Stewart was in Zathura. Is that the John Favreau movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, that movie. John Favreau. <clears throat> See when you say early offs, it reminds me too of going to a TLA video by West Fourth Street, by where <sighs> the Grace Papaya used to be downstairs from where the fat beats used to be around the corner from where scratch scratch academy used to be damn i've been here for a while now a lot of my uh, yo i couldn't sleep I, the, one of the reasons i watched so many movies oh i also watched some like it hot the oh Mar- the, the maryland oh, yeah, yeah yeah okay okay that movie's actually like quite subversive and radical there's like a lot of 
like cross dressing and like <laughs> there's like an. Op- she gets tripped on the beach. That's funny. It is kind of funny. I was not expecting. Marilyn Monroe was Monroe was mad ill. She was like really talented and uh, beautiful, and she didn't get a fair shake. Sure, died too young, way too young. She yeah yeah. People say she was murdered. I don't think she was murdered. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. What were you you about to say? Something else though? Before some like it hot. No, I was saying a lot of stuff, but you're just like telling me I like Todd Salons. No, that's literally not. Just talking about. This this early time, this when I was young and things were still hopeful, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, science asleep, just nice. like watch. I was just would watch movies renting from the video store. None of this is like I was watching on the internet. Did you ever go to TLA video? Yeah, that place. But I was thinking about the there was there was this rough time about ten years ago where I was living with a bunch of friends. Where we had to leave the apartment. And I couldn't find an apartment soon enough, so I had to live on my mom's couch for like three months. And it was terrible. And then eventually I moved in with them, Tume and Rich. And it was great. My whole life is much better because of that. That's right. Nice. King's Court represent. And, that, and I met that, you. Yes. When you were really into pork chops. Not then. You actually met uh, me before uh, that. No, no. You said hi to me maybe at a rap concert. We had actual concerts and became we had we became friends through M. Tume. I understand that. But through M. Tume, maybe it wasn't through M. I'm just saying... I met you twice, though, before even through him to me. Whatever, dude. No, three times. No, now I'm taking it back because the Bisque One show, it was the DJ, get DJ Snafu eyes. It was some weird concept to that show. We, talked, was that. we talked for 30 no. seconds. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is then before that time I saw you on the subway, I talked again because I was like, oh, hey. No, I saw you on the subway through him to me. I remember talking to you oh. on the subway. I was living with him yes. to me at the time. Yes, at that fine. But before the subway, though, there was a thing. Because I went to your MySpace page, and then you were, had some show with one of the women from um, Luscious Jackson, and I was like, "Oh, I think I'll check that out." Oh, but that's then I true. had to, I, yeah. See, then I had to, I had to work late, so I couldn't make the show. But yeah, yeah. But okay. you had it listed on your MySpace page that you had a show with a I did Jill Cuniff. It's true. We did a show with Jill Beniff. It was very nice. Yeah. She was very, you know. Uh, she was, had a good blog. She had a mom blog. Uh, years yeah, that ago. was that she was at, that was at the legendary Southpaw Club, oh, and that I prefer, used to DJ for him too. Me there a few times. Yeah, and the thing about Southpaw was like I met a lot of people who were well known there, and and she was she was someone that really was like without ego and super cool. Sure, there were some people who'd come by there and just who were real dicks. Mm. I believe <laughs> it. Cough again. What? Cough again? Heaven, <laughs> Dando. All right, never mind. I didn't get it. You have to tell me later. I didn't all get right. that. Well, so I just started watching like all these movies because I was just like freaking the fuck out last night, and it was like mm-hmm. it was just like too late to take like something for sleep and right. herbal something for sleep, of course, not mm-hmm. like not like an ambient yeah. herbal. I don't uh, smoke weed. I know. Do you smoke PCP? No. Hi, Doug. Um. Yeah, no, 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 no Ambien. No Ambien, because I don't want to start sending out racist tweets. Yeah. Because cause sleep medication makes you racist. Exactly. But don't tell Joe Rogan that. He'll post articles from his friend's WordPress about the side effects of, of Ambien. I just want to say, you know what? I don't. No, I, Yeah, I, you do. No. 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 All right. I know. <clears throat> Look, Roseanne's getting enough. Like, we, there's so much stuff we could talk about. We could talk... About the Cohen shit, we can talk about Roseanne. We could talk about Samantha B. We could talk about Drake and Pusha T. I don't want to talk about. Oh shit. no, I don't want to talk. I want about to talk that. about film. Yes. 
I want to you know, I want to talk about buds and suds. Do buds people? Suds. Do you guys even listen to this show anymore? Do you like uh, us? Yeah. Our Twitter account, while follower wise, we might not. We have like a hundred <clears throat> followers. But what I'm saying is, the last ten episodes or more, when we retweet them, we get like. 20, 30, 40 retweets and stuff. And I think that's pretty good for like non-bought followers, non-bought anything. I think that's really good. Yeah, but no one emails us. No one no one sends us. That's no one fine. fills out the survey. So A lot of y'all have donated to my charity and I very much appreciate that's that. That's all you can... Hey, man. Dude, I'm, prep, I'm prepping for this 18-mile walk. It's hard. Um, I've been doing like 10-mile walks and I'm like, I'm that's not fine. particularly prepared. But let me tell you guys, if you ever run a marathon or walk, Vaseline on the thighs, man. Otherwise, you should, uh, you're gonna hurt yourself. You should use my my guest pass when I go to uh, New York Sports Club to to really get up to like just go on the elliptical for a little bit because you're gonna be walking. So if you do the elliptical or even jog, you'll be killing it if you just have to walk because you've built. It's like it's like the equivalent. Yeah, Sometimes doing, people yeah, don't know. In two weeks. Oh, never mind. So when people like it's like the equivalent, like when you see the guy who's up next to bat, he has three bats in his hand. Yeah. It's like you know when I used to throw shot put in high school. We would throw with the Olympic shot puts because they're uh, six pounds less than like the high school shot puts. So it got us, like got the, resi- you know, just building up resistance. But then, yeah, two weeks. Uh, it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> We're all going to die eventually. Jesus Christ. What? What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, you, you gave me, you gave me mad MSG before this. And I, told I didn't you give you nothing. The people time. at the, the people at the Chinese restaurant gave you MSG. That's... So anyways, Look, um, I wanted to go to Popeyes. All right, I wanted to eat much better. I wanted to go to Popeyes. <laughs> so, anyways, so I watched um, One Hundred Girls and One Hundred Women, which are essentially the same movie, and uh, turns out like sort of problematic in retrospect. Mm. But it's about this dude who falls for this girl, and this girl like he does he can't find her, and then eventually he does. Mm-hmm. He meets a hundred girls. And it's about, like, the male learning about the female experience. Yeah. It was stupid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Also, yo, I rewatched, um, watching a lot of movies. I rewatched Ender's Game. Uh-huh. And it's like, man, I understand that, like, Orson Scott Card has some politics that people really hate. But that movie, like, had a good message. Explain. Have you seen no. the movie? No. It's, well, so... Do you mind spoilers? In the future, like the world is against, is in a war against these aliens, and they use these kids in. Oh, that movie! Yes, sorry, I I saw it. Yes, sorry. You said that so loud. Sorry, I got excited. Putting the phone, the microphone closer to me. That'll make a difference. (laughs) It probably not, but you know, it, it sort of like maps out, like drone culture and like how video games are getting us desensitized to war damn yeah sorry i did see that movie. i'm just yeah real i see a lot of but movies, but so the thing is orson scott card is has has kind of disgusting views about homosexuality oh and he's okay. he, he's the writer of the books and co-wrote the script so people were like no this movie we need to boycott this movie but the problem is when you just like boycott <clears throat> like i have a problem yeah, because i thought tough. the message of this movie was actually very important it brings me back to someone we were... More so, I was talking about on the Long Island Railroad train here. Brand Nubian's one of my all-time favorite groups. and But a member is Lord Jamar. And not for nothing, 
It's one of those things, like, do we really think, oh, Lord Jamar is the only person that thinks that same way about things in brand new... You know what I'm saying? So, it, But it's like, when it comes to things about blackness and pride and being proud, like, at a young age, that was a group who, like, you know, I, I, I looked up to. So it, it's tough, because I love brand Nubian, but outside of the music, some of, some of the... Especially of the, you know, like, at Lord Jamar, you know, problematic to say the least. To say the least. To say the very least, yes. To say the very least. Yeah. But it's not like he doesn't say stuff stuff sometimes that are worthy of discussion. Yes. And that's my that's my issue, man. It, it upsets me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just thinking about this other movie. What's that? I forget. Yeah. Talk a little. Yeah, so... Uh... <coughs> Should I talk about? No, I'm gonna talk. I saw. I'm. 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 I'm late, but I saw First Reform. You're not late. That movie came yeah. out two weeks ago. I meant as far as the podcast goes, because you saw it before me, and I did want to see it, but I saw it. A couple of things. One, if you spoilers. Close, no. Yeah. I'll, when the spoiler comes, I'll say. It, but you would have thought we were watching. Yo, know, sometimes art house movie crowds are the worst people to watch movies with. They suck so. They're so pretentious. There was too much laughing in that movie. Like, a lot of laughing. A lot of... I'm not exaggerating. What? Yes. Like, just too many, like... From beginning to end. Like, the whole... Oh, it's Cedric the Entertainer. He's on... Ding, 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 ding. And, like, people were la- like... Okay, it's a, like, let it go. The, uh, the ending... I'm not even gonna talk about the ending. But, when the movie ended, the audience erupted in laughter. Yeah, fuck y'all. And that's nothing... Like, what were some other things? Oh, like the scene when they're lying on top of each other, the audience laughed at... The, there was a lot of... Yo, okay, there was a lot so, of laughter. There was so, a lot of laughter. All right, hold on. So, hold, fuck the 5 p.m. crowded Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Spoilers. First Reform. Ethan Hawke plays this... We we talked a little about it a yeah. couple weeks ago, but before you saw it. Ethan Hawke plays this uh, reverend. He's, his son died in the war. He's sort of like been given this job to be a reverend at a small church. Yeah. He he befriends Amanda Seyfried and her husband, who are sort of like on some eco eco. More so the husband. The yeah. husband, not eco ter- Well, mm. bordering on eco terrorism yes. shit. He had all the tools. He, he was had about the tools, to. and they sort of they sort of develop a friendship, and and he's a lot. Uh, Ethan Hawke's probably dying. He's yes. He there are these scenes of him. Mixing bourbon and Pepto Bismol, which are so visceral that you that you have to be like, oh, Paul Schrader's been there. The way he filmed that, you're like, he's that's something he knows. Not only that, he's literally. There's also a reference. There's like a double reference to the fact that when he eats, he takes like pieces of bread and pours like maple syrup in a bowl, which is the dish that Travis Bickle ate in Taxi Driver, written by Paul Schrader, which is the dish that the priest in Diary of a Country Priest ate. Which is one of Paul Schrader's favorite movies, and an influence well, on a lot of Paul Clearly, an influence stuff. on this movie. Yes, about a dying priest. Yeah, a lot of yes. And then, so, so as I said in the previous, and since we're doing spoilies, um, the husband kills himself. Yeah, and early too. Early in the movie, he 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 arranges the 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 reverend to meet him. The reverend meets him in the woods. He finds that he's he's dead already. Yeah. And they they do this wed they they do this funeral service that Ethan Hawke doesn't even know is politically charged, because they sing like this Neil Young song about yeah yeah. But he just thinks that he's doing last rites. He doesn't yeah. realize that this is an eco statement. But he's part of a mega church that's about to like be funded by this company that turns out to have problematic ecological yes. shit. Yes. And then and then there's this one scene where Ethan Ethan Hawke and 
Amanda Seyfried do this do this scene that Paul Schrader said was he didn't know what to do with the scene. He was like, "What would Tarkovsky do?" So he and then there's a scene where they where they where Amanda Seyfried lies on top of him, yeah, and then they go to the stars in a very Terrence Malickian uh, moment. Sure. Shots. It was beautiful. It was a yeah. beautiful scene. It was very and, beautiful. And it was I, a very Tarkovsky beautiful moment. And I went to see it at a th- at that theater that we went to see Unsane on. Because I like the yeah. theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Sure. no one made any laughter. They were just... People were in shock in all of the movies. There were a lot of... Uh, sort of sounds. And then when you think towards the end... As I I warned you, spoilers. At the end, when you think he's about to blow up the church on some Travis Bickle shit, and then there's a very... Or he's about to drink Drano, or he does... And he starts. No, no, he does. He drops the glass. But how much of that last scene is real? Let me finish though. He wraps himself in in a barbed wire. Barbed wire, that maybe. He grabbed earlier from the. It was the same barbed wire. He took it because he cleans up one of his jo- many jobs. He gives tours of this old historic church, but like he was cleaning up. He cleans up the the grounds and he found this thing of barbed wire and he kept it. And now we know why he kept it because at the end of the movie he wraps it around his body. Because because he's losing his mind and that too. There's all this stuff. It's it's just it was very. I thought it was a very good movie. Yeah. But there's the there's there's the last ninety seconds, make little to no sense. Maybe. It no no no. It makes sense. It's just like I don't I don't think I liked it, and I think, a slam dunk of an ending was right there, and you just add this one extra thing that's like, oh, why'd you do that? What's the slam dunk of an ending? Of them, and I'm not taking credit for this. This is something that right after I saw it. Uh, Former, my good friend and former guest Rob Cotto was just saying they should have just embraced. And that's basically what happens is Amanda Seyfried finds uh, Ethan Hawke about to do, about to commit suicide. And then they run towards each other and then they just start kissing. Like passionately. Yeah. And it's like, no, just embrace. Like just do you, hug, but just embrace. Do you think, how much do you think that's real? I thought though, I honestly thought the whole thing was real. Oh, I thought he drank the Drano. See, I didn't, and 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 and, I'm, and like a lot of elements, I just think the way the scene was set up, two, you shouldn't always go off this. I'm just saying, based on Paul Schrader's mostly like, in his his filmmaking, all mostly based in realism, like he was about to drink something, he stopped. It's like he was saved. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's still the making die, out but... was not that weird. There are two like very sad, depraved people who are hopeless. Hopeless people sometimes find solace in each other. But what she what, saved his life. That's true. But my thing is, unless you want to make the movie longer, which the older I get, I want movies to be longer, which is a good criticism. But I just think the scene where earlier on, when they're lying on top of each other, oh, their faces are close, and then like they don't get in, like they get intimate a different way. Like they lie on top of each other and do this thing, and it's just like, oh, that was the setup for them to kiss. Oh, so that so when they didn't, it's like that element's gone now, which is good because it's very typical for just like. The priest, for well, not a priest, but pastor, forbidden love with this. Like it's just very cliche to some degree. I I thought. Just embrace, like like it's okay. Like there wasn't any sign of like a. It just seemed out of left field, but what I'm more torn on, and let, when I when I get I've I've been writing down little words and paragraphs. I might compile it into something. But what I'm so conflicted about is. Literally ninety nine percent of the movie is great. It's such a great movie, and the ending's just like huh. You know, <clears throat> it's like if you get a ninety nine percent out of a hundred, that's an A. No, it's it's an A film. I really like this actress, Britt Robertson. Who? Let me see. This isn't a very good picture of her. 
Uh, oh. Eh. She was in um, Dan in Real Life. Um, Starring the great Juliet Binoche. Yeah, amongst others. Co-starring. Um, she was in Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. She was in this movie I really liked that I'm going to get into that I've talked about on the show before, but I don't think you've seen. And then uh, she was recently in this movie, another movie I saw this weekend, The Space Between Us, which I forgot to mention because it was not that good. Mm. But the kid from um, Ender's Game and Hugo was in it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like about space. Cool. Yeah. She was in this movie called Ask Me Anything, which no one's seen. Mm-hmm. But it's a great movie. Okay. Justin Long, Kristen Slater, Martin Sheen. Whoa. We've talked about it on the show. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's about this girl just figuring her shit out, and I just think this actress is charming. Oh, cool. She's also in Cherry, which is a film that, that I that I watched this week that, with a young Zosha Mamet. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. What? <coughs> Excuse me. I thought you were like, uh-oh, Zosha Mamet. No. I have no opinion about Zosha Mamet. Yeah, me neither. Like, I have slightly more opinions about David Mamet. Sure. Yeah. I want to dedicate a whole... I want to talk about, not this episode, but, like, Red Belt. We've talked about Red Belt but on like, the podcast No, but, like, twice. at length. But at length. There... We've talked about it at length twice oh, on this. On this. We've talked there's about... There's more. There's so much more. That's a weird-ass movie, and I don't think do, it's supposed so to be weird. Do, you don't... So, would you like to do... Oh. So, all right. We're just going to turn this podcast about Red Belt from uh, now on. All right. We're just going right. to dissect it. No, check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Zebras. Mm-hmm. If you want a Patreon, if you want a podcast where we dedicate entire episodes to single movies, let us know about a Patreon. Or just PayPal me. You PayPal me 10 bucks, we'll do... We'll, PayPal us 10 bucks. Me means us, bro. I'm a just socialist. Sure. Yeah. If you PayPal us... Ten bucks, we will dedicate an episode to a movie of your choice, within reason. I'm happy. I'm happy to spend a whole episode where I'll rewatch Red Belt and take all my notes because I like that movie. Um, yeah. My favorite David Mamet movie, movie is House of Games. Absolutely, nah, sure, sure. What was the other one he did? The Glenn, other Glenn Gary. No, 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 no. He just wrote that. No, 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 no. Red um, Belt? No, it was before. It was early, early. With, um, with, with, well, I was about to say Nemo's regular, with uh, William Macy, Joe Montana, the cop movie. About S- the Jewish. The uh, Spanish prisoner? Co- no, it was early. The Winslow Boy? Go back. Phil Spector? No. Um, Lake Boat? No. The Postman Always Rings Twice? No. The Verdict? No. About Last Night? Jesus. Black no. Widow. No, Things no. change. No. Homicide. Hawk yes, Hawk. there we go. Jeez, sorry. Homicide. That's that's ninety one. Yeah, my bad. I thought House it was of, Homicide's House, a good movie. House yeah, of, no, House, House of Games, games is, awesome. is like, like my mom put me on. Shout out Linda Small, my mom. Shout, Shout out, out mothers. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. Um, what's so good about House of Games too is you know what the con is. Like you see it coming from all the way. What's happened, but it's still such a good movie. Although yeah. the very end, I didn't. No, think no, you don't. Happen, like, like but. the 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 the. You you know Joe Montagna's game. Yes. But you're not sure about her bottom line right. until the end. So out of all the of out of all the stuff we talked about this episode, and we're not even done with this episode. The worst episode ever. Uh, Whoa. I don't know. House of Games. 
That's a great movie. And shout out to J.T. Walsh, probably one of the greatest character actors ever. He's in like one scene. He's like the one scene killer. He's shout like, out to uh, Spalding Gray. Yes, rest in peace as rest well. Rest in peace. Yo, they just showed. Um, but J- oh, but J.T. They Walsh, just showed True who, Stories at the movie theater, and I forgot to go see it. I, that movie's embedded. But J.T. Walsh is like, he's so he's like the one scene guy like that. Or the grifters, like he he he's he's in movies from start to finish, but he's so great in that just like one extended scene. And J T. Walsh really kills it in, in Grifters. In is games. A, Grifters is a good ass movie. Grif- Grifters is an awesome movie. You don't think it's a good ass movie? No. Really? It's a great movie. Good ass movie is like relegated for other things. So tell me a good ass movie. Gremlins. Gremlins is a good ass movie. What about Gremlins Two? Gremlins is a good ass movie. <laughs> um. What else has Stephen Freer's done? Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. People are yelling at the, uh, yelling yeah, wonder, at their wonder, at their wonder, devices wonder right now. I, yeah, I've I've I've, sure. I've 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 given too just many... just click the Wikipedia link. You're you're there. I I, I can't. Gumshoe, the hit. Oh, the hit. Oh, with my Tim pe- Roth and John. My beautiful laundrette. <clears throat> Pick up your oh, ears. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Duh. Sammy and Rosie get laid. Dangerous liaison. The Grifters. Hero. Mary Riley. Okay. The Van. The High Low Country. High Fidelity. Liam. Oh, duh. dirty pretty things. I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah. And that's about kidneys. Well, organs, but kidneys. No, there's there is like the main crux of the story is a kidney transplant. That's true. Oh yeah, because with with a Joe tells a doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, true. And they try to they try to do Amelie dirty. I mean, they do Amelie dirty, yeah, they but do. they also try to steal her kidney. And he's like, "No, we are not your whores." Yeah. Has this like unnecessary monologue. Yeah. And there's an unnecessary love story. The movie's unnecessary. My mom texted me years ago. She's like, "Hey, Marcus, have you seen this movie, Pretty Dirty Things? It's really good." She <laughs> got the name backwards. <laughs> Mr. Henderson's presents the Queen Cherry, Tamara Drew, Lay the Favorite, Philomena, the program. Florence Foster Jenkins, Victoria, and Abdul. Wow, I blanked on that one. The hit's a really good movie. It's a fun, fun movie. You're Young Tim Roth. Winter Passing. Yes, I have. With a uh, with a uh, Zoe Dash. Yes. Will Farfar. Yeah, yeah. He and, plays a guy named Corbett. Yeah, who can't play guitar and sing at the same time. Yeah. It's pretty charming. Ed Harris. Yes. As like an yes. amalgamation of like all these uh, novel novel writers. Yeah. Yep. That movie was very aughts. It was, because everyone made a big deal about, like, oh, Will Ferrell, he's doing a serious turn, but it was just like, he's just still kind of goofy in that yeah, movie. Yeah, he he's goofy in his serious movies. Like, yeah. even even that fucking movie, Stranger Than Fiction, which is, oh, like, right, right, which right, is right, like very Kaufman-esque, which we talked about on the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, you're right, you're but right. I still think a lovely movie. Mm-hmm. It's a, sort of a serious movie, but he's still, like, Will Ferrell. Exactly. Movie, I don't know if he cannot be Will Ferrell. The movie he's in with Biggie's kid. Huh? Um, everything must go. Biggie's kid, what? Biggie's son. Uh-huh. Christopher Wallace's son. Yes. Is in a is in a Will Ferrell movie. I maybe I just didn't know that it was his son because obviously I know that movie. The, uh, I guess I wasn't paying attention. The black child. That, yes. That's his. That's his sidekick in the movie. Oh. Is is. Oh, I never. Biggie's son. Oh. And Faith Evans' son. Their yes. child. Right. Uh, nastily, Tupac said it was his son, but uh, there's uh, no on. way this child, who looks exactly like his father... Yeah, I gotta say something real quick. I'm sorry, because some people are getting... I have to say it real quick, and I'll we'll move on. People are saying Pusha T went too far, but you mentioned Tupac. If you make fun of someone having sickle cell, 
and you talk about fathering someone else's kid, that's going too far too. But everybody, nobody had a problem with that. So get off push your teeth. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I heard you. Um, all right, since we're talking about it. No, we could we can move on. No, you don't get to have an. Have, oh, I didn't know you opinion. wanted one. Go, I want to, to hear you your opinion. You don't get to have an opinion, then me not have an opinion. Go ahead. So, so I was always told I was this child in high school, or not high school, like grade school or something. Mm-hmm. So, so Drake's the kind of kid that's like, nah, 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 nah. I have better shoes, and I'd be like, well, your mom's dying, <laughs> and like make someone cry. Right, like I didn't actually say that, but you know, like I would, I'd be like, yeah, well, you're broke, or like, like, like there are those kids. So Drake was like, I sold more records, and your fiance's name is like Jenny or whatever, and like Pusha T was like, well, that too. You talked about she didn't have nothing to do with it. That's very true, and I'm 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 an advocate of that. I don't feel bad for any of these people. That too, they're all millionaires. That too. Um, I feel least of all bad for. Tupac, because especially if Frank Funk, if Frank Master Flex, if Funk Master Flex is telling the truth, and he shot himself, and created like all this beef, then it's like, come on, dude, he lied. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Didn't the Pusha T disc start with that? No, hell no. You sure? No, it did not start with that. Or maybe I was listening to Joe Budden's analyzation. At- maybe, yeah, yeah. He the, the, anyway. He has a podcast, and they that I listen to regular. I can't they, wait. I look forward to Wednesdays. They spent an hour dissecting Drake's diss, and then fifteen minutes dissecting Pusha T's. Yeah. Um. Uh. Here's the thing. Uh. I would feel bad if they weren't millionaires. Right. But Drake Drake uh made fun of Kid Cudi when he was uh in a mental institution, mm-hmm. and was like making fun of that. So. I, I think it was not very nice of Pusha T to talk about Drake's parents, or the only the, the low the the worst diss was his producer Forty. That he was has, that, that's like is re- it scoliosis or multiple sclerosis? Like he's he he's, has he has a he has a debilitating physical disease. Yeah, yeah. That you know is like a little dirty. Yeah. Um. But that's so any so like people said really mean things and Will Ferrell was in everything must go. Yes. Uh, I also re- recently rewatched Walk to Remember and Glitter. Walk Those to are Remember. two movies I actually have seen because I like worked at a video store and we had to play like sometimes neutral movies. Right. Like wow, and those are those are two of some some of the movies that like I remember like the playing, film like. version of playing Sade at a record store during peak hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I worked at a yeah. record store, there are certain <laughs> records that like I couldn't play till seven. I remember it was like Christmas time. We all took turns when I worked at a record store, and it was just like, all right, Marcus, your turn to play music. It was like the holiday spirit. I was like, can we play Portishead? No, I was like, can we play Portishead live at Roseland? And my boss face, she was like, nah. She was trying to be nice about it, but it's like not very Christmassy. No, Marcus. So that is kind of how she sounded. Marcus didn't even know her. Marcus like, I really want to listen to Portishead. That's not a good impression of me. That's not a good impression of me. So I played Pete Rock Soul Survivor instead. Cause that's Christmas. That's a Christmassy album. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I really like. I like movies starring uh, musicians when they're good. Like I think Glitter got a bad rap. Uh, okay. Though Mariah Carey was like, Yo, you're. <laughs> yeah, you should be an extra right now. That's a super Armand White move. <laughs> Glitter's not a good movie. I'm not trying to tell you how you feel. That's extra <laughs> right now. That's not a good movie. I like Glitter. <laughs> I think it was unnecessarily panned. 
And she was in another movie. I forgot. She's in a few movies. No, she's in Precious. She's in No, uh, but there's the another movie that she was good in. Actually, she was good in Precious, and I, and I refused to watch the butt. Yeah, yeah, you, you Precious yeah, me yeah. once. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Unless Hannibal Burris actually made that sequel that he was making on, Eric Andre, <laughs> on the Andrew Gondry show. That'd be awesome. Uh, Precious 2, Precious with the Dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's eating ice cream yeah. on the couch. Yeah. You like the movie Bring It On? I do. I actually, I love that movie to death. Tell me about that movie. What do you want to know? It's about, it's about white privilege, <laughs> that gets called out essentially. True. Um, but then it's also about redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about high school. It's just yeah, it's just about it's, it's about cheerleading competitions and just how. You know, but the humor in that is so. You know, let me take it back. Do you know what I love about bringing it on? It's just the middle section when they hire. Uh, Played by Ian Walsh of Upright Citizens Brigade fame, uh, Sparky Pilastri, the the Spirit Fingers guy, he's so he makes that movie for me. And it's not just even that; it's like one by one, like he goes up to this one girl and says, "You have weak ankles." Like that shit is just mad <laughs> random. You also like telling someone they have weak ankles. <laughs> exactly, it's yeah. really funny. Or like, yeah. oh, you have shitty knees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, that's I saw the movie in the theater. That was when I was in college. Wait, what was that? Ninety nine, two thousand. 1842. Oh, I wasn't alive yet. Yeah, we were both we're, we're time travelers, bro. That's true. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, you saw the vicious kind? I don't remember what what is that? That's a movie that came out from uh, I think 2005. What's it about? Maybe 2010. You have to remind me. Vicious kind. No, I I mean I know those people obviously. But, you know, I don't know that movie. Oh, J.K. Simmons though. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Adam Scott, you know, there it's yeah, it's it's a sad movie. Oh man. But I thought you saw it. <clears throat> yeah, I did too. No, I didn't. Well tell us about it. I'd rather not. Damn. Alright. No, it's I don't know, because it's like I remember liking it when it first came out and the second time I watched it was like, Oh, this movie kinda like has views that I don't agree with and it's sad and like mm. it's it's an interesting movie to talk about if we both saw it, but it's not like something for me to talk about. Sure. You know. I'd rather talk about Bring It On or Glitter, which is a great movie. But then t- say why Glitter's a good movie. Because the music's awesome. It's like this great heartbreak tale. The songs are good. It's like, it's retro 80s, like it's 2000 produced 80s. Eric Benet's in it. Yeah. Directed by Von D. Curtis Hall, who's a very talented man. He's a talented actor and director. Um, Cake Eaters was but... directed by Mary Stuart Masterson. Oh, wow. I didn't, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Have you seen Neon Bible yet? Neon Bible. We talked about it. Yes, no. Like, yeah, but then we never got into it and I got confused. You like, had watched we... it? Yes, and I was, and then we, the episode ended. I was like, oh, I guess we're not... No, you said you hadn't seen it. Whatever the case... Neon Bible, is that the... That's the black and white film? No. Black and, oh, then never mind. Sorry. What's the black and white film? No, nothing. We're getting no, confused. No, what's the... No, I don't know. Are you talking I, about I Let's Get Lost? No. No. Not Let's Get Lost. Have you seen Let's Get Lost? Yes. Yes. Have we, have we talked about it on the yes, show? Yes, we have. Okay. Many, like many episodes ago. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. That's fine. I'm losing it. That's fine. Um, oh, speaking of which, so we were talking about that uh, David Mamet movie, how you sort of know the end, yeah, the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw Upgrade in theaters. Uh-huh. And like, I, I knew... I want to see that. I knew the twist right away. Uh, like... Like right away, I was like, "Oh, duh." Um, oh, 
Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was like it's like uh, Cyberpunk Saw. Oh, nice. So, I kind of like that description a lot. No, it, it it it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah. Like uh, I texted Serengeti as we talk about like which fluff films to watch. Uh-huh. I recommended him uh, uh, Sacred Deer. He was not happy with me. Um, oh, that's funny. Just to divert for a second, when I was in Philadelphia this weekend with one of my closest friends and his wife, also my friend, they took my advice. And they watched back to back in one night. They watched Low Life and The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and they liked both of them. Although, my friend Crystal, Andy's wife, was saying that in at some point in both movies, as they're watching the movie, Andy goes fucking Marcus, like as as he's yeah. watching the, the the movies. I mean, us recommending Sacred Deer almost destroyed Javier Bantella's marriage. Yeah, Jesus. Sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. I texted him, not texted him, tweeted him. Yeah. Privately, right. like my bad. He's like, yeah. oh, it's all good. Yeah. But like we're not trying to end. No, we're definitely we're not. Trying not. To, we're trying to create relationships. Mar- relationships. Yes. Yeah. People have texted me like, "Oh, you know, uh, I watch. I I was on a date and I watched a movie based on one of your episodes." So I do have to go back to to go full circle. I do have some good friends that listen to the show because <coughs> I've gotten texts like, "Oh, I watched this movie that you guys recommended based on the show on a date," and like, <laughs> I I. The person was impressed, and thank you for the recommendation. And like, nice. And people, people have been like, "Hey, I want to rent a movie. What should I do?" But yeah, like Serengeti is yeah. like, just re- do not recommend me art films anymore. Jeez. He's like, okay. Oh boy. That's just where he's at. Yeah. And I recommended him upgrade, and he was like, "Good job, Scotty." Oh, awesome. He literally said, "Good job, Scotty." Nice. And he was like, he was like, "I'm gonna blame it on you if it's bad." And I was like, "Oh man." Our relationship is is recommending fluff films, um, but yeah, it was it's exactly what you think it is, and that's fine. Good, I'm looking forward to seeing. It's very it. much like you've seen this movie a million times in the '90s. Uh, I didn't realize that it was the guy who like wrote all the Saw movies. <clears throat> okay, it's I mean, Blumhouse. Look, yeah, they're a good studio. Yeah, they, they you know they put out uh, Get Out. Yeah. Aren't they doing also, if I'm not, is it that? Aren't they doing um, Hereditary? What's Hereditary? Oh, I don't like that movie. It's not even out. I saw the trailer. You laughed. You laughed. You enjoyed <laughs> The little girl, like, she kept stop, doing that. Stop it. Stop. That's literally, <laughs> that's the selling point. The, yeah, I want to see that movie because of that. That was scary, dude. Yeah. Um, Yo, M. Tumi recommended me to see Anti-Porno. Mm-hmm. Sion Sono. Yeah. That movie was bugged the fuck out, dog. Oh, he's bugged the fuck out. His yeah, movie. I mean, I mean, in a good way. No, no disrespect. I, it's like Takeshi, Takahishi Miike and and the anime Fooly Cooly had a deranged ch- child that smoked dust. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really... Have you ever watched Fooly Cooly? No, that's that. That's what I was like. I was with you halfway because I know Takeshi Miike, but Yo, I don't know Yo, please Fooly check Cooly. out Fooly Cooly. Okay. It's a six-episode anime from 2003. <clears throat> okay. Well, 2000 in Japan came out on Toonami... Tsunami. Tsunami, 2003. And it was awesome. And they actually have a sequel coming out right now. Oh, nice. And it's super quirky. You'll you'll love it. Wait, was Tsunami or was it Adult Swim that had like... It was like the block of like Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, and Lupin the Third? It depends on what time of the day because that... This was late at night. Then that's that's Adult Swim. Okay. I remember when I couldn't sleep. I used to watch those movies would come on back. Or that would be nighttime Tsunami. I don't know. Yeah. I liked all of those shows. Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite animes. 
love Trigon. I love uh, Lupin the Third. Guess who's third? Lupe is the, the zombie. Lupin the Third. Yeah. Off of uh, back when Kanye West made relevant music. Sure. Um, <laughs> Don't just throw him under the bus. Lupe also, back when he made. Lupe's last record was good. Okay. Tetsuo, whatever that shit. There's exactly. Like, yeah. There's there's like. F- I'm a there- samurai boy. That's what I call that album. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Speaking of samurai, Jogus Light is the name. Speaking, I have it. I have speaking, it. Speaking of samurais, have you checked out the Ram LZ exhibit yet? No, I didn't get a chance to. So the graffiti writer, rapper, uh, hip hop's kind of hip- first weirdo. Yeah, n- not kind of hip hop's first weirdo. Sure. Hip hop's a first eclectic <laughs> uncle. From from Queens too, represent from from the Rockaways. Yeah, uh, don't we know very little about his life? Not as an artist, Ramelzi, yeah. who who had a record with uh, called a Beat Bop that that is erroneously attributed to Basquiat because he did the cover, but actually they yeah. they if you he said that Basquiat's rhymes were so bad that him and his boy just rapped over and he had a style called the Ducky style. Which is just this incredible rhyme. Like he was, he was a really ill connector of, of rhymes, but he also created suits and <clears throat> spaceships. And, and an early proponent of, uh, not early proponent, but like he liked to consider himself. He was big into Afrofuturism, like post Sun Ra. He was big into Sun Ra, and he liked the idea of Afrofuturism. And there wouldn't be like a a lot of the shit that's on my music uh, like from Bus Driver to Anti Pop Consortium. They all shout him out, and which makes a million percent sense makes perfect sense yeah and he wasn't he was he was well respected while alive but not well known yeah so this is his largest retrospect right now it's 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 running i think until june until july or august or something beautiful it's incredible dude it's so i go see it after work tomorrow then it's incredible it's no it's only showing wednesdays through saturdays i might go see it wednesday then but like yeah, we should we should put one of his weird songs at the end. I was of this already episode. just thinking. I want to play the song "Quack." Yeah, I mean he's just an ill rapper. Um, but yeah, anti-porno like so. The first twenty minutes, you're like, "What the fuck? This is whack." Like this is weird. This is some <laughs> weird like, like, porno. It's like it's like shock for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and, is a lot of modern Japanese films are kind of like that. But then, but then this, then this. This this thing happens. Yes, and you're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, what? Yeah, like the switch is, and then and then it goes really into it, and it's like, it's ill. Yeah, I don't. It wasn't. It might have been too weird for me, but I think it's mm. an interesting movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. You've not seen it. Anti porno. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize what. Yes, I am. So yes, I have. You have. Yes. When did you see it? Look, we had some MSG. Look. Oh, man, I was about to... Oh, wow, I was about to give the site. Look, academyscreeners.com has a very eclectic selection. And, like, two years ago, Science Sono was just, like... seemed like Film Twitter had just discovered him. And he was getting all this, like, press and, and whatnot. So, sorry about the mix-up, but, yeah. What do you think about that movie? It's like you said... Well, first of all, you put... That's why I kept interjecting, because also you put it into perfect... I. I not trying to get all specific towards one country, but it's true. A lot of them, Zion Sono specifically, just a lot of stuff from like Suicide Club to even Battle Royale. There's like a lot of like shock just for the Takeshi Mika, a lot of shock for the sake of shock. Well, I said, I said Japanese a, stuff yeah. because he's a Japanese director. 
But no, but you're but but you're right though. All the other reference points we other directors we've named are like that. And it is it's shocking for the sake of being shocking, but then it does get it does pull you in. I didn't even you kind of called it too like at the 15 minute mark there is like a Well, cuz M2 oh. M2 may also pointed out that on his He's a big yeah, he's, he's a he was he was like at 20 minutes there's that was my M2 May. That's not that that's the worst <laughs> M2 May impression ever. I know, but that's I did. M2 May on helium maybe. <laughs> Scott the rope. Um <laughs> I what the fuck? You don't even want to know. No, I don't. No. <laughs> That's no. how you laughed at the little girl in the trailer for Hereditary. Which went, and you laughed out loud at the, at the movies. No, that's not what happened. That, when we went to go see Unsane, that is what happened. Yeah. No, what's that movie that Warren Wade Anderson told me he wanted me to see? Oh, I don't remember. It was with, It was like The Pillow Book? Oh, yeah, Peter Greenaway, The Pillow Book. Pillow Book. Damn, yeah. I wish... So I've lived here for a while now, and my DVDs are still boxed away. I totally would just go in one of these boxes and give you the movie, but I don't no, know. No, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon and film. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. No, I just sort of got it. I, I actually started watching it. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. I love Peter Greenaway. And I was just like... No, I was just saying there's almost like a vibe in, in anti-porno to the pillow book. That's I've not to this very second have I thought about the somewhat weird similarities between um, Cyan Sun and Peter Greenaway because there are some, and uh, yeah, man, shout out to you know him. <laughs> Scott's showing me a picture of someone. <laughs> He's a great artist, and yeah, he does that a lot. No, I, I, I'm just saying, yeah. I saw there was a connection. There was okay. like, bro. <laughs> this yeah. is Zebras in America. Yeah. Have a good, no. Um, no, yeah, I just, I, I, I want to, I'd rather, I'd rather wait till like we weren't winding down. Sure. To talk a little more about the pillow book. Sure. And I actually sort of do want to do an episode just on Red Belt. Okay. But also sort of want do want to do an episode just on Mr. Deeds. Hmm. Nah, you know what? I'm down because yo. Also, I, I recently love... rewatched Black Sheep. Yeah, that movie's mad good. Of course it is. Kill Whitey. When he's no, it's the talk before he's like <laughs> when he's he's like. So let me get this straight. I'm the man, Whitey, and you all are the victims of a racist, oppressive, tyrannical society. <laughs> man, that sucks. And he's like, I'm gonna go talk to some people and straighten some things out. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no I feel like a horse no. is patooed. No, when he goes behind, he's like, whoa, what do you got here? Tall Colin with the kids getting eyes like smoking, snort. Oh, that's actually kind of sad. When I, I feel, think about Chris Farley. I feel like a horse is patoot. Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot how funny physical comedy can be. Yeah. It. Tommy Boy is still the goat of that stuff but you think but Tommy Sheep, Boy is better than Black Sheep? 100% a hundred percent a thousand percent not to say Black Sheep Black Sheep is obviously good Lucy you got some explaining to yeah. do vote for Conley but um yo just like all the little shit in Tommy that's another little like hey you remember your brother Mike like yeah I remember my, like you know shit like they're like when the kids are shitting on him in the boat it's like hey lady you got a fat whale on your boat watch your language in front of the lady punk like, shit, all that kind of shit is great. Brian Dennehy, I mean, just Brian Dennehy's great. I, I'm biased towards Brian Dennehy, so. I like the Serengeti song, Dennehy. Of course. 
Anything having to do with Brian... That's why I want to get into the Pillow book later on, because Brian Denny, he did one of my favorite movies with Peter Greenaway called Belly of an Ar- The Belly of an Architect. Starring the, in the yeah, you've role been, you've been you know, telling me about this. Yeah. You've been telling you should me do it back-to-back. Back. You should watch Pillow book, Bell- The Belly of an Architect, back-to-back. Back. Well, will you send me an Academy screener, Belly of an Architect? Yes. Okay. Fuck, I wish my DVDs weren't boxed away. It's okay, I don't really have a DVD player right now. True. All right. Um... Yeah, dude. So what? So I don't know. What should we talk about next week? Peter Greenaway movies. Okay, I'll try to do that. Uh, Listen, yo, Z, oh, we have no. We, we're both. Hold on a second. Oh, I was finished Z, following up on the question you were asking me. <laughs> Tell me to hold up. We we both need to see Hereditary. And we're gonna talk. Yes, absolutely. is it this week? Comes out Friday. I'm not gonna see that. That's scary. Yo, you sound like. Tam Tam Bigelow. She's like, I have to, I'm, I'm, it's like pulling teeth to get her to see it, but we're going to go see it. I'm not going to be in the city this weekend, I'm, but where we are, I'm going to go see it. So if we can see the, both see that movie before Monday, that would be awesome. Okay, I'll try to see Hereditary, otherwise I'll try to see... Wait. The Pillow Book and Belly of an Architect. <clears throat> but I just want to say, zebraspod at gmail.com, if you have requests, show us you care, send us an email... Prove to us that we should keep on doing this. Message from Galaxy Central. With the time that gives a rhyme on your mind, this book by given a crime. Read it. One talk one, and gives with the rhythm of fun. One talk two, and gives with the rhythm of boogaloo. 1980. Break dancers like Rock Grady Giving off with the rhythm that hits you shady And the spin around on the crown What gets down the Bronx and rhythm with the rhythm Feel the heat, feel the heat, feel the heat Speakers pumping, rhythm and jumping, funking Then a gunshot raised in the brain Of a main too sage Rock on with the crusades Rhythm of galaxies coming off with the rhymes Through the deadly D's, seven deadly sins Rock a wind with the beat, the harmonized rock end New Course of Morse on the boss, the toss, rocking on the dick floor. Simple to the jam with the mixing with the master plan. It's the heel, rocking with the deadly deal. Take your stance, rocking with the gangster France. It's the dash with all the clash. Now, the two MCs doing the breaker with the body shake. You have electric boogie. They were hip with the rhythm, hot with the wound. Two, what you want to do. Now, the skill of teal, rocking on the peel like a 9-10 on the field. The freak, freak, y'all. Alleyway, gonna give the slate, gonna rock today. Ram mill, the ram mill, Z-way. Looking down to the corner, giving all the corner when I take them to shoot to boot, yeah. I got the chance for the rock romance with a date with the coot loop. It's the chance with the grip, with the master plan. It's the band with the giver of the galaxy slam. It's the jam, rocking on to the beating, to the break, your star born. Now, cruising on the crib, rocking with the script. Now the dip. In my ride with the highs and cut the mix or compromise. Now spread your leg with the skill, rocking on with the rhyme and deal. Now leather in the cools, 
it all for the deadliest fools. Look it out, they're starting to decide if the red light in your mind. No guts, no galaxy. No guts, no galaxy. No guts, no galaxy. No guts, no galaxy. Don't challenge me. Rock, rock, rock the funky beat, beat. You're giving the lows, yep, you're giving the highs. Ooh, ha, rock a deadly ride. Yep, yep, wear it all. Yep, yep, freak it all. Yep, yep, create, create the bait. Yep, yep, wear it all. Yep, yep, freak it all. Yep, yep, create, create the bait. No guts, no galaxy. No guts, no galaxy. No guts, no galaxy. No guts, no galaxy. Don't challenge me. Further. Do harder. See more. Wreck conceit of self-prophecy. You're nobody. Get on your knee in front of me. No guts. No galaxy. 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 